0: If one is efficacious, one is able to take your ideas and make them exist in the world. So, if you're a really yeah, if you're a really good school teacher, not only do you have efficacy, but you have efficacy in on an area that's really important. And it, I'm not saying you have to have you have to be changing the world in order to be to have efficacy, but that for me is like what I'm experimenting with now. Hello, I'm Craig Constantine,
1: and I'm Melissa Way.
0: And this is Movers Mindset, which is a little flashback to how the original, <laughs> I think, the first 10 episodes, maybe into the teens, started that way. 100. We're eh, here. There was much rejoicing.
1: <laughs> was there?
0: <laughs> Six seconds to the first movie reference. <laughs> I think in podcasting circles, that's obviously what everybody asks is, well, we we'll tell, you know, do episode 100 as a giant retrospective of all the things you learned, like, yawn. Um, not that that's not interesting, but it's not interesting to people who normally listen to the podcast. So I, the point here today (laughs) is going to be to talk about things that we're interested in, Melissa and I are interested in, but also things that we hope the people who haven't already pressed stop are interested in hearing about related to movers mindset, the project. And we have some ideas about things I want to talk about, about how we create space with the guests and, Mm -hmm. and like maybe a little bit of like what it's like to get mover mindsetted. (laughs) I've been on this thing lately of turning all the things I love into verbs, you know, like spy hunting my way through traffic. Um, So that's kind of the, Mm -hmm. I don't know, the, the lack of roadmap for the episode. So, my thoughts on 100 is, and on one hand, I feel like I'm cheating because there are a couple episodes that I put in like season three where it's just a few minutes of me talking about something. I'm like, well, does that count? I mean, it's, you know, episode 50, but I I
1: mean, there's also like all of the stuff that you've recorded that isn't technically for (laughs) Mover's Mindset. So, that's
0: true. We (laughs) have a variable number. Yes, there's stuff for Art of Retreat and other things that got recorded um, and some other podcasts that I've been on. So yeah, that's a giant tangent. But yeah, 100 is just an arbitrary milestone. I think the thing that I'm looking forward to is (laughs) the leading zero. When (laughs) I started, I'm like, okay, episode number one. And I'm like, I got to write the number in the title. Should I put a zero in front of it so that I can, like when I get to 10, because I'm going to make it to 10. I'm totally going to make it to 10. Pod fade, as it's known, is at seven. The average number of episodes in a podcast is seven. People don't make it to eight on average. So I thought, I'm going to make it to 10. I'm totally going to be able to do 10. So I'll, I'll, I'll make it zero, one. And then when I go from nine to 10, it'll be this giant milestone. <laughs> and then I thought, well, if you're going to put a zero on the front, you really should just go all in and put two zeros on the front. I'm not putting three zeros on the front. So I put two zeros on the front. So forever we were writing zero, zero, 001, zero, zero, 007, zero, zero, 009. And then it was like zero, one, zero. I made it to episode two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Computer joke. So it is nice to like. Uh, it's going to be strange to see three-digit numbers.
1: Yeah, it's gonna. It's gonna be like when you uh, the new year and you're trying to put the correct numbers. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be I'm like afraid. zero one zero zero. Wait. <laughs> oh, wait,
0: wait. Yeah, we're like you automatically put the zero in the front. Mm-hmm. I was going to tell a story about distinctly remembering when 1984 was a thing, and the first time I had to write the year 1984 on on high school paperwork and i was like that's the year of the book and yeah there is so there's something definitely something about the number Mm -hmm. like it's important that if you unless you're going to set absolutely no goals and just like free for all your whole life which there's something to be said for that but if you're going to set goals then you got to celebrate a little bit when you get to the goal so in in that sense yeah 100 is a goal and all right i'll turn around and look back okay that's a lot of really cool work i did back there that's nice what's next that was one thing that i had in mind for this episode was i didn't I mean, if you really want to sit around and talk shop, you know, track me down. But I do want to record a three-hour monster podcast of me talking about, No, oh, I remember this and I remember that. I wanted to yeah. talk more about what do I want to see for season five. Theoretically, we're going to roll the right. season number at episode 101. Is that five? Yeah, number five. Roll the season at 101. And what do we want to do different mm-hmm. and the same? So that's something I wanted to talk about. Anything else jump to mind for you?
1: Yeah, well, there's... The, what we're going to do, what we're going to change, what we think we're going to change that may not change. I never change change
0: things. What are you talking about? I never Never, change
1: anything. Well, it's, it's funny to think about minor retrospective, but all of the things that have changed from, I came on in the 20s. So from 20 to 100, and I know how much has changed there. So I'm like, okay, for the next 100, we're like, okay, we feel like we have more of a direction here and like a plan here. And I'm like, yeah, it's all going to change anyway.
0: Shut up. No, it's not going to change. We're totally going to do the next 400 episodes exactly the same.
1: Um, no room for growth uh, there, uh, Craig.
0: Well, on one hand, you know, uh, what's the thing about if you continue to try and sharpen a knife forever, eventually it gets dull again and mm. eventually there's no knife left. And that's certainly true about, if you think about what we're doing, the, the conversations right. as like a tool that we're trying to accomplish something. There is something to be said for you're staring at your navel too much. Like you've. <laughs> you know, like, okay, I've got the microphone figured out and I've gotten the recorder figured out and I can do the mix well enough. And it's like, yeah, that's no longer challenging
1: rule of 80 20.
0: Yeah. Or in my case, ninety nine point nine 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 oh 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 two. So th- I do think that I need to stop messing with the mm-hmm. process. And what happens is I'll, I'll record something And then invariably, I think of ways that it could have gone better. You know, I could have done this better. I could have prepped the guest that way better, or I could have made the the space better. Like, there's a million things I think of. Mm -hmm. So that is this constant drive to Mm -hmm. fiddle with the process, to fiddle with the gear. And that's a giant rabbit hole that I, I mean, I...
1: (laughs) Well, so then the question is, after, you know, 100 episodes and trying a whole bunch of different things, what do you think is the right way is there a right way to do things? Yes,
0: there's a right way to do things.
1: And well, and how much is too much?
0: Yeah. So the when I say there's a right way to do things, let's just, you know, narrow it on on podcasting, on having recorded encounters with people. There are so many different ways that you can do that as a podcaster. And for what I have first thing to decide was what was I trying to do? So mm-hmm. I had um, in, especially in the beginning when you're not sure, you're like, well, I'll just make it a structure and I'm gonna ask questions and it's basically an interview. It's like, well, when did you first decide to run for office? And mm-hmm. when did you sponsor, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I started doing that and then that didn't quite fit. So there was a lot of thinking and experimenting that went into just deciding that I didn't want to do interviews. And And there's a long, funny story <laughs> about we spent a lot of time like working with the guests and Melissa emailing them and then they'd show up with a preconceived and I had to like steer them. And they were like, where, why are the guests showing up with this? And they were like, oh, right. The word interview has a ton of baggage with it. And if we were doing journalistic interviewing, then that would be something that we'd want them to show up prepared for that. But that's not... I'm not trying to do journalistic.
1: <laughs> well, we're not they're not trying to show up all right, you need to have all your dates in order yes. and it, this this amount of preparation. So
0: that's what led to the change to calling it conversations. And and if you're a movers mindset, you know, maniac, you'll notice the description of the podcast and the introductions changed. Uh, it's a little over a year ago now, I think. And I started saying where I talk with movement enthusiast, I used to say, where I interview movement enthusiasts, I changed it to, I talk with movement enthusiasts to find out who they are, what they do and why they do it. And to show you how nuts I am, I try to say why they do it differently in every episode, (laughs) which I do that for a reason. It's to remind me of like, why am I recording a conversation with someone? So in the sense that I'm trying to have an experience with the person with whom I am conversing, there is a right way to do it or a, there's definitely a wrong way to do it. <laughs> so there's a lot that we do when we show up like in the physical space. And sometimes we talk about the home field advantage. It almost invariably works better if I can go to the guests space, especially if it's like their home or their office or a place mm-hmm. where they literally have home field advantage, like what their coffee and their pet and their spouse or whatever, then it's not, that they, not so much that they relax, but it's that they feel like if things started to go somewhere they didn't like, they'd be in control to say mm-hmm. no or mulligan or whatever.
1: And there's a certain amount of vulnerability that you need to have up front to invite someone into your own space. And I think we've seen that changes the way that they approach the interview as well. Well, not interview, conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As I immediately mess that up. we
0: have trouble, yeah, because the word is so stapled into... Most people if you ask them to come up with a name for what I'm doing, they'd probably use the word interview first. I think it's just because the word is more common when thinking about an artifact. Yes. Like if you go to a sculpture museum, there's gonna be sculptures. You're not gonna be thinking like marble carvings, like the word that right. fits with the thing you're thinking of is interview, mm-hmm. except there are other kinds of things that happen between people who are communicating and being recorded. and. and So I think that's why I'm s i am stuck on the word I say it, but I really mean Yeah, so
1: fighting (laughs) against that pull towards it both within ourselves and the guests because that's not what we want this to feel like.
0: There's also if I tell you that we're gonna do an interview then your legitimate next question to me is, what is this interview about? Is it about my <laughs> film career? Is it about the debacle that I, you know, like, what's the topic? And if I say we're going to have a conversation, well, then maybe you'd like to know, but I find people are way more open to, oh, yeah, conversation is the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm down for that. Let's have a conversation. And they feel what's going to be, or they know that would be an organic thing.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the things That you've worked really hard, at least I've seen behind the scenes, you've worked really hard to kind of cultivate and I've seen the way your approach to coming into that space has changed and just what you do to prepare for that because we've always talked to guests about, oh, we're not like, there's not an agenda. You can bring what you want to. So you want to talk about and kind of explain how you approach (laughs) each interview and guest? It suddenly
0: (laughs) occurred to me, maybe we should explain who you are. (laughs) <laughs> people, I'm like, I think most people would know that, but actually maybe we should unpack that quick. So who are you and what? why are you here?
1: <laughs> uh, uh, so I think most people who listen may have heard my name mentioned in like one or two, but I am the person who is behind the scenes. I am. Craig is the person who does the heavy lifting of talking to people, and I am the person who does the heavy lifting of making sure we get two people to talk to them. And then can turn what we've captured into a podcast. I'm Um, I'm
0: purposely torturing you because what's the first rule (laughs) of how to do this correctly? Always introduce the guest.
1: Mm -hmm. Luckily, I'm not the guest. But that's why I'm like, (laughs) just for
0: fun, I'm going to do this wrong. So if that felt a little awkward, I wasn't trying to make Melissa feel awkward, but if that felt a little awkward, that's one of the things, that's like a drop in the mm-hmm. bucket and like if that's the first thing that I record when I'm talking to someone and we're off on the wrong foot or there's a stone yep. in our shoe from the get go <laughs> so we in the very beginning I used to introduce the guests yep. on the spot like I would talk and then they actually get a little embarrassed because of course I'm, I'm going to say well you're the fastest person in the world in the mountain, I'm going to have all these awesome things to say and then people get a little like I don't mm-hmm. know if that's who I really am um, so now we do the introductions. We record them in post, so that they don't have to listen to them. Um, we do work with them to write them, but anyway. So Melissa is officially the guest's advocate. Her job is to make sure that I, I don't do something stupid. That we remember to mail people and talk to them, and um, you know, get me and the guest and us all in mm-hmm. the same room at the same time at the same place. So what did you ask me before I interrupted and so uh, "Who are
1: you?" Tangentially, uh, I was asking about. The approach to the interview and how you create a space. You said the and... I word
0: uh, the approach to the oh. conversation. <laughs> um, so my approach is, um, I've listened to a few podcasts of people doing interviews and conversations. So I've I've heard it done many different ways, and I'm I'm not going to say this person's awesome, that person sucks. But what works for me is to get, I call it loading the guest into my head. And about a half hour before the interview, I'm literally doing that. I'm literally like, don't anybody talk to me or interact with me, it's, it's all guest. So. That can take anywhere from, you know, hours to days to weeks or like sometimes it takes years until we've gotten a chance to talk with, I almost said the I word, to talk (laughs) with people. And that's awesome. Like you want to have a great conversation with someone, spend three years with the two of you like, Mm -hmm. oh, I can't make it to that event. What about this? And and then all of a sudden you're like, it's the day. We're going to sit down (laughs) with the mice.
1: Well, and I think that gives you, we've kind of discussed like that gives you time to, a, warm people up to the idea, because yeah. that's always part of the process, but also now you've interacted with them a whole lot more than you might have if you're like, we're gonna sit down and talk on this day and then you just sit down and talk. You've yeah. had much more interaction. If you
0: think about you know, how, this is actually really hard to do, I think. If you think, I am gonna go over to my friend's house at three o'clock on Tuesday and I'm gonna have a good conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, like, that's basically what we're trying to do. We yeah. ask people, can can we have three hours of your time? And they they kinda like, oh, three hours. And I'm thinking, Oh boy, I hope I can get it done in three hours. So it's tough when you set a bar for yourself to say, we're gonna have a good conversation because if it sucks, whoever it doesn't matter why. If it sucks, then we really shouldn't release that. Or so the time that I spend in advance, I'm not just thinking about what, you know, who is this person like. How do they think? What have they done? What might they be interested in? Uh, do I have anything at all to talk about that would be in any way related to anything they would you know, talk about? Not just that, but also how does everything I can figure out about them connect to everything else? Not just mm-hmm. the things I'm into, but I'm I'm thinking like, oh, well, I wonder if they're also interested in dot, 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 or these other things. So that when, a lot of times I say that the conversations are like strolling down a big street in a major city, walk down Broadway in New York if you've been there. And we're walking side by side. So it's not an antagonistic. We are usually sitting across the table with microphones, but the metaphor is walking side by side. And each of us can say, oh, look, you know, uh, whatever, pretzel vendor, that's my nemesis in New York, pretzel vendor. You know, Or some of us like, oh, look, let's side street, or let's stop for lunch, or let's walk down to Battery Park. And those are opportunities for us to follow threads. So one thing you can do is show up and be excellent at empathy and compassion and emotional intelligence but not bring anything to the conversation. So I can walk down the street and be the most awesome listener. And I I mean that like, as I'm honestly listening, I'm honestly a good listener, but I didn't bring anything to the lunch picnic. And then the guests, is like, then it's all on them. And you can actually make somebody tired. Like I've I've inadvertently done it, make guests tired because I'm not carrying my side of the conversation conceptually. I'm not bringing It's not bringing, and it's not, and you got the other side of this is don't show up and be the class clown. My job is not to entertain the guest and we recorded it. So it's funny. So we're not making, we're not making comedy hour.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> if only they were only an hour, right? <laughs> we're not trying to make a comedy show. So there's that combination of, yeah, get everything you can to be prepared so that when they say, oh, that reminds me of Man on a wire, you know, when they see, Well, you know, a really tall building. And then I go, oh, that was a really good film, you know? And then they're like, oh, you saw that? I'm like, yes, I did. But what really impressed me was that he had also done, you know, and then all of a sudden it really becomes that cool conversation that you have, that you, Mm -hmm. each of you listening have with somebody that you know really well. And doing that like at two o'clock on Tuesday with gear, it's, I mean, aside from getting over all the awkwardness of gear and and the space constrictions. But to be able to do that with like a new mind that you haven't met before. So any amount of setup that I can do works out well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's like two things.
1: What do you think is the key ingredient to creating a conversation that feels organic?
0: Curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason like we're both laughing because I did a podcast interview with somebody else and and this she just kept hammering, the other person kept hammering on curiosity in a good way. And I... I mean, yeah, I, the best part is she picked the cover art for her episode Is a little kid. It doesn't quite look like me as a little kid, but how would she know? It's a little kid with a stick, and I swear it looks like he's poking an anthill. You know, I'm like, oh, God, that's so me. <laughs> I'm just like, it's, it's going to end badly, bro, get the stick out of the end. But it's like totally me. I'm like, what happens if you, you know? Um, and I I didn't, um, you know, in hindsight, my bonkers level ridiculous curiosity which if you ever met me, you'll spot me do things, you know, like, well, what's going on over there? I don't know. Let's go ask him, you know? And i like, I cross the street and people were like, oh, I guess we're going that way. Like who brought the two-year-old?
1: It's curiosity so, and fearlessness a little bit. No, no, no,
0: it's not fearlessness. I, my my bones are quite aged. So yeah, no, there's definitely fear involved, but but I'm not afraid of looking like an asshat. I'm not afraid of like being, who are you? What are you, you know? I'm not afraid of being two kilometers into QM across a bridge, and people going like, "Who is that? What are these whack jobs doing on their hand?" You know, like I'm not afraid of that kind of stuff. Uh, but that's just my natural, pretty much, I think, innate, born with curiosity. So that that's the secret sauce, and honestly, that's how I wound up in podcasting. I didn't start podcasting. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm curious. I should figure out how to scratch that itch. I know I'll make a podcast. It was like. I don't know. I wonder what happens if I try to record one of these cool conversations that I seem to be having. I mean, I literally had conversations with people where somebody walking behind me and the other person, like we're literally side by side, we're walking to a training spot and people behind us go, you should have recorded that. Uh, that's a podcast I would have listened to. You know, and me and the person are like, okay, that's weird. I didn't, I didn't know at first, right. Oh, hi. Oh shit. There are people behind us. I know. didn't
1: realize was behind me. <laughs> I,
0: okay then. And so it, Became something that I was, I don't know, I'm just curious. What happens if you? And then I started, mm-hmm. oh, well, how do you do that? Oh, you buy one of these recorders, and you buy these little microphones and you get cables. And yeah, I, I had a friend who was, um, still is, he um, runs his own little sound studio, little like it's a one man shop, not little like he isn't insanely busy or insanely good. And I was like, hey, how do I? And he goes, just buy two SM58s and an H4, uh, an H4. And I'm like, oh, what's that? You know, he went on <laughs> eBay and, you know, so I realized now. Yeah, the key ingredient is curiosity, and that's not only why it works for me to do them as you know, episode one hundred and six, one hundred and seven, but that's actually how I got into it in the first place.
1: Yeah, I think it's a an equal amount. You got to I give you credit definitely for the curiosity, but I equally give you credit for the follow through because there's a lot of people who probably have a certain amount of curiosity and are like, I wonder how. But then you also have the drive to go be like, well, I'm gonna go find out what what if I Google this? What do I go here? Oh, this person's into this. You misspelled
0: mental problem. You misspelled (laughs) that drive. Um, Well,
1: you know, drive neutral, negative, positive, you decide. Massively
0: negative problem. I think it doesn't happen at well. okay, it happens a lot. I talk to people about podcasting and they say like, I wanna start a podcast. And like before they finish the sentence, I interject with don't do it. And they're like, no, really, don't <laughs> do it. Because if me saying don't at you twice is enough to get you off the horse, you, yeah, you're going to fail. But if I say don't do it and you come back next week, and you're like, yeah, 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 but I got this microphone. And I'm like, oh, that's the wrong mic. You want that? And they like, oh, they come back next week with the right mic. And then the, I'm like, yep, you're in. You, know?
1: you wouldn't have been able to stop no <laughs> right. matter what I did.
0: Exactly. Like if somebody, because people did, somebody yes. told me don't do that, I would have been like, don't do what? Watch me, you know. <laughs> if you want to get me to not do something, tell yeah. me, don't dive in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a key yeah that that drive is key but mm-hmm. that drive is obviously not unique to podcasting I, yeah. I have deployed that in everything
1: well that's just having that's why you have so many projects right you have that I only have two through. projects only? Life,
0: life and then <laughs> um, I'm constantly trying to reduce oh here comes the pruning topic I'm oh, constantly trying to prune down on, on what I'm doing
1: so um, you want to go into that a little bit then so what you could go into your
0: <laughs> the, there's so at uh, we're at my house at craig's house i have a photo frame which has i don't know it's like 700 photos in there they change every half an hour and the one that just came up what she's alluding to is rock climbing the one that just came up is a thing called deer ridge buttress in colorado and rocky mountain national park which i tried to climb with a friend of mine and we bailed and walked off and went away and that's actually i think a photo of it from the one side Mm -hmm. reminding me to go back and climb it. I'm sorry, I derailed our train of thought by saying that (laughs) I only have two projects.
1: Well, yes, we're talking about pruning and the idea of selectively cutting things out. So the question is, how do you decide what to keep, what goes, and make that process intentional? And I guess we could talk about what happens if you don't. <laughs> and maybe chaos, what disorder, projects,
0: stress, meltdown, well. <laughs> depression. I wind up laying on the floor in a puddle. Well, wow,
1: there's too many things.
0: Pruning. Uh, okay, well, mm-hmm. well.
1: Even just like what we mean by.
0: Okay, so uh, first of all, I love how you're like turning us into question and answer so I don't have to do all the work. The I would say there are two different ways that I try to keep my dysfunction under control and one is to decide is this thing like whatever it is like podcasting is this a hell yes which i always like you know to me that's a will smith hell yeah, you know or no like which is it um and i have a little meme of like i think it's a yak with like his ears back from some disney cartoon and he's just like no because that's an important thing i i um I was going to say that people who tell you that you should say yes to everything, like the whole yes and, Mm. I laugh. I'm just like, you people are so cute. Um, Because you will eventually discover that that is not, absolutely unequivocally, that is not a recipe for success. That is a recipe for insanity and failure. But the asterisk is some people say yes to nothing. So they have to learn, like, okay, if your problem is... and this boggles my mind. But if your problem is that you never seem to really start anything, you're always too afraid to take that leap, then okay, you need to go do the yes and improv life lesson. Go do that. I do not have that problem. (laughs) No, do not have that problem. My mom literally tells stories of like, you know, when the cops would collar me and the other neighbor kid and then the other kids' parents would be like, "We well, don't know what happened." The kids always so well behaved. Mom would be like, "Craig happened." It's like Craig is great until you mix him with other people, and then everything goes bad. Like everybody <laughs> always got in trouble as soon as Craig showed up. So I have no problems like tackling new projects, taking on ideas, challenges. Go go go! Yes yes yes! For me, I had an I, I usually have a touch phrase for every year. I had a, an entire year, might have been, no, well, it doesn't matter what year it was. a whole year where my touch phrase was no. N-O with a period behind it. I had a giant like hand-drawn poster over my desk. And it was, I just literally practiced saying no to everything. Somebody post a comment and I would have an answer and I'd hit reply and I'd start typing and I'd see the word no and I'd delete my answer. I would just, all I did all year was say no to everything I possibly could. And in that year, I only did like 50 new things. Like it was, my mm-hmm. problem is I'm like, oh yes, okay, so I now I can see why some people need to practice saying yes, because I need to practice saying no. Mm-hmm. So that, in that sense, that's one part of the pruning, is me going, do I really want to do this project, dot, 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 that's gonna take up all this time? Hmm, I probably, I really do wanna do it, but I probably should say, no thank you. Or a lot of times, it doesn't happen often, but people try to hand me things like, hey, could you? Because they know I can do it. And I had to learn to say I prefer not to or I don't have time to give that appropriate, you know. Right. I had to learn how to say no in addition to like learning to say no. Um, so that's one whole part of the mm-hmm. Um
1: Well, and there's the the kind of question there a little bit of how you decide what to say no to. Because it's the idea of saying no allows you to create space for the things yeah. you want to do. So then how do you decide this well, is a first project. Well, the got to decide
0: is that you don't like the way things are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Many, yeah. How many, what's that? How many socialists does it take to change a light bulb? And then Marx, I think it's Marx's answer is none. The light bulb contains the seeds of its own revolution. The first thing you have to do is decide that you don't like, not that you want to change. That's easy. I definitely want to change. I'd like to weigh 20 pounds less for realsies. Okay, that's nice. What well, you know. So you have to decide, in my opinion, that you're uncomfortable. I don't like who I am. And then this is really close to the chasm of like the bad internal negative voice. Right. I don't know about everybody else in the world, but I'm told that other people have the same voice in their head that I do.
1: Oh, we do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Mine's pretty mean. The ability to decide that you're uncomfortable or that you don't like something and then okay now I'm going to take action so I've heard people talk about quitting smoking and saying like I tried to quit I tried to quit I tried to quit but then when I realized you know if I stop smoking I'll live longer and I'll be around with my kids more then that was like the okay I have a bigger why so I think that's part of how I prune is to go I really 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 want to do this other thing but I, I really 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 want to do these you know the three reallys on this one and I have four reallys on the other one so let's stick with you know can't be a master of everything. Yeah, there's
1: just everything. not enough time.
0: So that's part of it. So I think that just takes experience. You have to just yes yourself to failure a few times mm-hmm. um preferably don't do that with like you know marriages and mortgages and and
1: yeah there's <laughs> there's appropriate things to say yes to and get like overwhelmed sign up to that
0: podcasting project and make 15 episodes and fade out at 16 and go mm-hmm. yeah i learned a lesson
1: well yeah there's there's always a lesson to be learned whether or not it's a failure even if the lesson is yes. don't say yes to everything <laughs> yeah. or the lesson is i grew from that and now i've got what i needed and move on yeah
0: and then there's also the nuts and bolts. Melissa and I have spent a few minutes talking to each other over the years.
1: A few. A few.
0: <laughs> 10 to the 6th. <laughs> uh, so one of the things that we've talked about in the past is how do I actually prune within mover's mindset, which is mm. kind of interesting because we we have limited resources. It's not like we have a printer that produces Benjamin Franklins, you know. That'd be nice. So there's <laughs> Oh my God, you guys would never hear from me again if I could print money. (laughs) Where was all right? So we have a project management system and then at different times there's different people working on the team and things get complicated. And because I tend to say yes, it's actually worse when you have people working with you because I can say, Hey, let's change the the cover art for the podcast. Mm. Like, you know, and then it's like all we have to do. (laughs) is get a good photo, uh, you know, and then like we'll just wave some artistic wand at it and it'll turn into like the colors and the things and we'll put a logo. Oh shit, we don't have a logo. Make a logo. Like it's pretty (laughs) easy for me to visualize, well, here's what I think the goal would look like. So that's one thing. If you can't actually articulate what you want as the goal, you probably shouldn't say yes to the thing. <laughs> like that's open-ended.
1: That's a good point. Uh, yeah.
0: Which uh, it needs hey, to
1: be an end to that. I'm yes. so
0: meta. What's the end of the podcast, right? Like what are the episode? Like how far does this go? But I'm ignoring that for now. That's several seasons out. Um, <laughs> so one thing is to like, can you actually articulate? I know it when I see it is not articulating the goal. That
1: is. A designer's worst nightmare. <laughs> well, uh, yeah,
0: now we're back in the design. Yeah, don't forget the designer. <laughs> but, but it's, it's general, good
1: advice in general. Yeah,
0: in general, don't say, I want to explore the world. No, 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 that's that's not going to work. You need a more specific thing. So that's one part of pruning is if I, if I realize when I step back that I can't actually explain what I'm doing, why I'm doing, how, like, then you probably need to back off of that. So that's one thing. So sometimes I will make up stuff and everybody who works with me has kind of learned everything has a half-life. <laughs> He's like, don't, don't, don't move on that <laughs> for at least 48 hours. <laughs> He's probably going to circle back and say, you know what? I'm going to walk that back a little bit. So that's part of, you know, run ideas up the flagpole. Mm-hmm. If nobody salutes, if after the next day you think maybe that's not a good idea, then, you know, be realistic. And then yeah, I change my mind. Um, and they're different. Like I could go off on a tangent about like you can, whether or not you're working on a literal whiteboard, but if the metaphor is you're working on a whiteboard, after you've done a bunch of brainstorming and work, you're going to have a, a vision, like a thing, you know, here's how it's going to work. Here are all the pieces. Mm-hmm. Here's the technology uh, circled in orange. I don't know how to do this part. So I have to go figure that out. Like, okay, there it is. Just erase it. Just erase all of it. Maybe take a picture if you're nervous, but you don't have to. Just erase it all. Because um, there's nothing on that whiteboard that isn't in your brain or didn't come out of your brain. Right. And if you can't think of it again, it wasn't that great. Like, I personally, uh, like, ideas are, yeah, I'm solidly meh on ideas. I, I mean, people say, I got an awesome idea. I'm like, no, you don't. I'm like, Because if you had an awesome idea, yeah, no, that's easy. I have 12 awesome ideas, you know, before I get out of bed in mm-hmm. the morning, literally. That's not what makes them awesome. What's awesome is when you get one that you can actually visualize how you would do it. And then you do it
1: right. That's yeah. ideas by themselves are <laughs> a ideas dime a dozen. Yep. they're meaningless until you make them a yeah. reality.
0: And that's something that I well, let's let's stick with pruning. So yes. you erase the board, then do it again. Like if you want to decide how to simplify something, just draw it again. Like draw the whole project all over. It'll all come out of your head again. And maybe now the thing that you had on the left is on the right and then less lines. And this whole part that was this giant diatribe because somebody said we needed red, like that didn't get put back on the board. And then you're like, see anything that's missing? No. I mean, if there's something missing, it isn't very important now, is it? And if it's important, we'll find it, you know? Yeah, it'll come up again. The first 90% of a project is massively easier than the second 90% of the project. (laughs) (laughs) It's a software joke. Um, So that's part of the whole how to prune. One thing that I use is just like start over and, and redo it all. There's, there's other things. Sometimes I manage to be able to take the internal critic. Um, so the critic, my internal critic, will say things which I'm not repeating. And sometimes I can, uh, if it doesn't beat me down and win. Sometimes I can go, mm, you know what? You're, you're full of crap. But you are actually pointing at something that I could change. Or I bet I could shut you up if I got rid of that whole project. Or you keep bitching at me because I didn't do the thing I said I was going to do, well, maybe I should decide I'm not going to do that. So not that you, I don't recommend listening to the internal critic, but sometimes you can kind of like figure out how to shut it up by removing the thing that it's using as ammunition against you.
1: (laughs) Well, and rooting out what's, whether or not it's actually saying something that There's has a kernel a of cr- truth. Yeah. right? What, what the root of where that's coming from is. Yeah. So I mean,
0: you should also try and squish the internal critic, like the internal critic is not a healthy thing to have. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, maybe if the internal critic is like, don't do the 12 foot jump over the sharks, like, okay, then maybe you <laughs> so wanna listen to that. Is that critic or conscience? <laughs> right, well, it's the sanity, you know, before you hit the yeah. F it button on the jump, you know, don't necessarily ignore that critic but the one that you know might keep you from getting out of bed in the morning because oh I'm a failure and I got nothing mm-hmm. done yesterday sucked and all ideas go backwards that critic we probably just shut up you know maybe yeah. if we have some, if I can drown him in coffee you know that's the
1: <laughs> let me see yell yeah, at me self medicating
0: oh you have no idea the podcast is often brought to you by coffee oh, it's full of water though i don't have any coffee it's cuz it's in the afternoon
1: don't look so sad
0: so that's, uh, pruning is super important. Um, if anybody thinks that I, that there aren't 12 things that I think suck or that i failed at, pff, you're deluding yourself. Um, my my internal critic is there and I make his, and that's one of the things I had to learn to combat, combat, to avoid taking on too much. Like, I think, I don't like the way my voice sounds on the mic. That may sound crazy. I'm not a big fan of it. I think, okay, it sounds a little vocal fry. Or, and, and like, I can, oh, I should do diaphragm exercises. I'm like, no, I'm not an opera singer. I do not need to great song. Is that mm. by cake? I'm an opera. I think it's opera singer by cake. Great song. Sorry. we
1: my- will <laughs> <laughs> link it in the show notes.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't know if it's G <laughs> rated Anyway, you know, so that's not, I don't really make my living by vocal performance. Yeah. I'm not working on NPR ever. It's not my dream. So yes, I can just let go of the fact that there are things I hear that you probably don't know, you know, not Melissa, Melissa right. but the average listener doesn't notice right now as I'm talking, but I'm thinking about, and it's just like, Yeah. Get over that. I I once heard somebody I don't want to drop his name because I don't want to get it wrong. Somebody pretty famous and well known who refuses to schedule anything more Mm. than I think it's like four weeks, maybe six weeks out. Just wrap your brain around this for a second. Ask this person for something seven weeks from now, like a dentist appointment. Or, right. hey, we're getting married. Can you come to our wedding? Right,
1: That's what I He's don't like, get.
0: I don't do more than six weeks. He's like, you know what happens? I get to do all the things I want to do. There's nothing on my calendar that I'm not immediately excited about because you can pretty much be excited about something for four or five weeks. Like, How do you
1: that's... plan vacations?
0: Well, part of the problem is the person is rich. So the person's <laughs> just like, and I'm going to Tahiti, you know? But that's, so I don't do that. My right. calendar does not work like that. But I do keep that in mind. Like, if I, you know, if for everything you say yes to, you have said no to an unlimited, unknown collection of things that are going to come up and now you have resource contention. Mm-hmm. So I, I have been recently trying to imagine what would it be like to get up and just do whatever I wanted for like a whole day. And of course, people who know me will be like, oh, shut up. That's exactly what you do every day, all day. And I'm like, oh no, it's actually not. Mm-hmm. Because I signed up in my head for episode 100 has to be recorded so I have this, no insult intended I have this hole in my day where Melissa <laughs> is going to invade my life and I have to be in the house and we have to vacuum, it to clean and the thing and the best of my, I'm like, there are these things even if you yep. think you have freedom you're still assigning yourself things to do so that's a big part of pruning is like, noticing when uh, the stone in the shoe ow, you know yeah, <laughs> Bart- death by a thousand paper cuts <laughs> What's Bart- Spartan Lisa, ow, quit it, ow, quit it, ow, quit it you know, like, yeah, Yes. quit it um, so that's another part of the pruning is to mm-hmm. pay attention to stuff that annoys you. Like, I keep thinking about doing X. Just go do it.
1: You know? Yeah, um, All of these different kind of ideas around how you think about pruning are all based on reflective practices. Mm. I just want to take well, a moment gee, to, that, to point that on out. That. Yeah, ah, uh, choo- uh, uh, But no, I, I do want to specifically highlight that because that is, if you go back and listen to episode...
0: You're the one who knows all the I numbers. Know. This is a running gag. I don't know. It's because it's them. not a guest.
1: It's, I know. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, I want to say 70 maybe. It's in the 70s about the three words for the project, mm. which are?
0: I don't know. What are they? Oh, Discovery. Ref- you're supposed to know. Discovery, I do. reflection, and efficacy. I actually have them on a case of a cheat. Yeah, a, yeah. A, we, a we have the wristband. Yeah, there are movers mindset wristbands, by the way. You, you have to find me to get, we have to actually, if you find me, I'll give you the one off my wrist because I keep a spare one <laughs> in my bag. Um, anyway, yeah. Discovery, reflection, and efficacy uh, without diving into it. Yeah. Go read about that. Um, it's on the forum. It's mm-hmm. on my personal blog. Um, my personal website wound up, uh, which is just Constantine, my last name, constantine.name, N-A-M-E. It, my personal blog, blog wound up being like a vehicle for the reflection part of it. So it's mm-hmm. like, I have an idea. And then I sort of started forcing myself a, a decade ago, forcing myself to like, okay, put that out. Like I have an idea. Remember I was saying ideas are worthless, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Get the idea out of your head and type it up. Ooh, that this shit's real when you hit the publish button, even though nobody's looking, people are looking now, but in the beginning, nobody's looking. So that was part of it. Was like putting ideas out there, and then the blog posts get longer. Some of them get weirder. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I, it gives me the opportunity to have fun too. Sometimes I write crazy, you know, stream of consciousness experiments and writing. Right. Um, sometimes I do. It, it's in the middle of running through a sequence of posts talking about learning to be self-reflective. So yeah, that I think it's important that everybody, mm-hmm. um, if you haven't already realized this, it's important that you soon rather than later figure out that you need to. Um, spend time discovering and, you know, like, I mean that go explore your world. Um, You know, the world within reach and the world physically, the whole thing, Um, but explore so that you can get some discovery in. Uh, But then most people do that. You then need to become reflective. And I recommend journaling, uh, not mandatory, obviously, but I recommend journaling as that's how I started doing it. And then kind of my blog, it didn't grow out of what I was journaling, that the content is different. Um, But it is that same idea of mm-hmm. like taking what's in your head and, you know, writing it in a journal or taking it in yeah. your head and put it on a website.
1: Well, the act of taking it out of your head and yeah. putting it somewhere, whether or not that will be read by you or anyone else, but the physical act.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of like my journey of discovery and reflection. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, my personal physical journey fits in there with that discovery and reflection. In fact, I went on the physical journey and then as the physical journey started to be relatively successful... From my definition of successful, <laughs> and then I looked back and went, "Wait, how did that work?" Oh, look, discovery followed by some reflection, followed by efficacy, which is the idea of um, if one is efficacious, one is able to take your ideas and make them exist in the world. So, if you're the a really follow through, yeah, if you're a really good school teacher, not only do you have efficacy, but you have efficacy in on an area that's really important. And I'm not saying you have to have you have to be changing the world in order to be to have efficacy, but that for me is like what I'm experimenting with now. And you might notice that I go to great lengths to create these podcasts to share with people. And one thing people ask, and maybe we do this, maybe we not, is why do we make the podcast? Why do I? What do I get mm-hmm. out of it? What do I hope the world gets out of it? So, ta da! This is part of me practicing efficacy. But holy philosophical! Hello, anybody there? Oh, <laughs> anybody still listening? Um, Here comes the internal critic. Who would listen to this shit? Sorry.
1: Stop that. (laughs) Shut that internal critic up. Um, I I, I kind of am torn now. I'm going to do a Craigism. I'm torn between two pathways that I see.
0: I love watching. (laughs) I always feel like Hannibal Lecter. (laughs) Like, oh yes, Clarice, yes. Go ahead. Ask me a question. You you just passed me a staple for crying out loud. You're not supposed to pass things to me. Go ahead.
1: Well, so I kind of see there's talking about the reflection of all of the pruning and how you're thinking through that going in the direction of, okay, let's talk a little bit about the guiding stars that help with the decisions for that kind of thing, larger scale than, you know, the like, ow, paper cut, ow, paper cut. (laughs) But so having a guide other than just, you know, noticing, we're kind of going the route of, yeah, why, why do we do this and what's the goal and what's the future? You pick.
0: I was going to say, I acknowledge your statement.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> Just, choose.
0: You haven't been held. The guests literally say to you, Was, was there a question in there? Is ask <laughs> go, wow, it asking for shit. Well, it's supposed to be a conversation. Okay, being mindful of the time. How about, so what do I, right, well, let's, let's do this. What do I get out of it? What do I want to get, forget what I got out of it? What do I want to mm-hmm. get out of it going forward? So the whole thing started because I was having really cool, what I thought were really cool conversations with people. And the people I was talking with, they seemed to agree the conversations were pretty cool. And some of the brand new friends that I got who had glommed onto the conversation, they also seemed to agree. So that's where it all started, was having cool conversations with people. And yes, more of that, please, you know, please, can Mm -hmm. I have some more Maybe references out the wazoo today? And I thought, all right, well, why don't I try and capture that? So in one sense, the podcast has become like a crutch, Or a cheating way to have cool conversations. so an
1: access.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like there are people that I have talked to now. And not that they would like not talk to somebody who said, hey, let's have a conversation. But it would be a little hard. You'd have to like... It's
1: it's easier to be official to ask someone to carve out three hours of their day to just talk to you. Just, you know,
0: grab somebody that you train with that you like consider... Like a little bit of a mentor or mm-hmm. an example, you know they're a human being, they put their shoes on one at a time probably, and and you're like, I want to go have a cool conversation with that person. Just walk up and say, hey, I want to have a cool conversation with you. They're, they're probably going to go, well, yeah, that'd be cool, but okay. I'm busy, you know, yeah. like I'm teaching or I got a thing at two o'clock or, you know, call me on, mm-hmm. you know, and it gets hard to make the connection. But if we reach out to them and say, hey... You know, we do this podcast. And we have this thing, and we'd like to have a conversation with you. Know, blah, 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 and like, it, they're like, "Oh, this this is like like a, a this thing." Is real, yeah. Yeah. Oh well, okay. And then they get their calendar out, and they go, "How about two o'clock on Tuesday?" And I'm like, "Aha! I I have a three hour window to get a chance to talk with this person." So in one sense, it's <laughs> just me cheating to get access to people who I could get access to. Right. And It would be a lot easier. <laughs> you well. know, like it'd be cheaper to just get on a plane and go talk to them than do everything else. But, anyway, um, so that's part of what I get out of it. i it it scratches um it scratches my curiosity itch big time, Of course, um, I've had so many well, i've had I've had over a hundred conversations well, like north of two hundred and fifty, three hundred conversations, not just in this podcast, hundreds of conversations just because I have a podcasting hat. I'm a podcaster, um, right, And that wouldn't have happened. It also is an extremely fertile playground for me to work on my problems. And I don't mean I turn the guests into therapists and, and like make them all awkward and creepy, mm-hmm. you know, creeped out. But it forces me to go, who do I want to be like on the bigger picture? Right. And like, yeah, I want to have this really cool conversation, but I don't really want to, I really don't want to make people cry. But like sometimes things get emotional or get mm-hmm. or they get really, really awkward. And like, well, if I was a good person, I would be able to engage with that person who's having an emotional moment or I'd be able to like, yeah, it's awkward, but like nobody's gonna die. Like, I I feel like, hmm, this is like an opportunity for growth. I mean, in the moment I'm squirming like, wow, this is horrible, but like after the fact or before the fact when I'm thinking about, Mm -hmm. you know, this one could be challenging that's an opportunity for me to practice being a human being, you know, being a <laughs> member of society. Right. So, and, and it's, it's uh, you're almost, it's almost like a cage match because <laughs> like, yeah, the, the <laughs> oh, headphones no. have cords, you know, and it's like, it's, it's like, you're right. You ready? Yeah, you're ready.
1: You're stuck here now <laughs> stuck
0: here with a chest timer, you know? Kind of <laughs> so I, I also see that it is a, a playground, an opportunity to work on that.
1: Yeah. Well, and there's the, the reflective practices and kind of the transformation, um, and chance to practice in a sense like it is a practice for you especially since you're the host so you do a whole lot of them but even for the guests i've seen plenty of times that it's become a reflective opportunity for them as well and we um kind of touched on like how you create a space and invite them into it and
0: um, which is a little awkward when it's your space, <laughs> and <laughs> I, and we have arrived with backpacks. You know, like hello, we're in your own. right, and, right. And I, there's a lot about room acoustics, and and like mm-hmm. it's all like diminishing returns. Like every little thing that we can do to tweak making this all go better, we try to do it, right? Um, you know, so it might be as simple as like who, which of me and the guests is on which side of the table, or you know, <laughs> can we get rid of the cat? You know, because I'll be sneezing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all. That all goes in there. But that to me, that's all. That's all easy now. That's well,
1: all well, yeah. That's all part of the process. But I think that reflective personal process that you gain from it is also something that the guests gain. Because having now sat in on some twelve, thirteen, 12, 13, yes. <laughs> you know, 12, whatever, 10. Uh, a, a, few, a few interviews, you kind of get to see people blossom from, oh, well, what, what do you want to talk to me about? Like, I don't know what oh, I have to my say. Favorite.
0: My two favorite moments in every podcast, it doesn't happen in every podcast, but my two favorite moments are when they realize that they actually have something to say.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> you watch almost, it happen.
0: I, and I'm like, I hate to, I, I almost hate to have that moment happen because, hello, I wouldn't, like I can only do 52 of these published weekly a year. So if I asked you to do an interview, mm-hmm. my, oh, here's another tip. Almost everybody says, well, what do you want to talk to me for? You all say that. And I'm like...
1: Everyone feels that way. Well, Everyone has imposter syndrome. Because I think syndrome. you're
0: freaking awesome and I want to talk to you and I really think more people need to hear your story or like whatever I want to talk mm-hmm. to you about. Um, so yeah, that that is always a fun moment in like a, oh, I wish you had discovered that 20 years ago kind of way. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, okay. So that's one moment. The other moment that is my, my, I love it and it's all I can do to sit still and try to have a neutral expression is when the guests look at me and go no one's ever asked me that before. And they don't mean it like, whoa, that's inappropriate. They mean it like, yeah, that is something that I think about all the time. And I've always wanted to find another mind to talk about it. Oh my God. And, then they, and at that point, just I'm just like, I hope I can keep up, you know, yeah. like, like, you know, don't, don't knock the mic over, you know, like just try and keep them, keep them like, you know, stay here. That's always awesome. When I see people do that, Sometimes people do that more than once on different topics in mm-hmm. the same episode. It's like, oh my God, we need more. You know, unfortunately, I can record twenty-four hours before I have to change memory cards. So it, it it is it is wonderful, and I don't really like. I don't think I have a superpower, but that is a wonderful thing to be able to do. If you can do that, just not as a podcaster. If you can just do that with random people, mm-hmm. you know, like go somewhere to a cafe, have a cup of coffee with somebody. And I don't mean like if I can do it. I mean like if you, the listener, can do that. That go do that. That makes the world a better place mm-hmm. because. Uh, Sometimes you hear people talk about, um, because it's true, it's important that people be seen. And sometimes someone, um, they may need many things, but one thing they need right now, RFN, that's a TV show reference, is to be seen. Like they don't want Mm -hmm. an answer to their problem. They don't want you to try and help. They want you to just acknowledge that they exist as a human being. So part of what we were just saying, that's part of what is happening there. So you don't need microphones and a podcasting kit to do that because putting people in a chair with a microphone adds a Mm -hmm. whole other layer of like, they tend to lock up or they grab their defensive pillow or sweat. (laughs) Um, Everybody has different reactions.
1: Yeah, there's also the aspect of it's it's a bit of an explorative space because we've talked about your preparation. You don't necessarily go in with an agenda. You try to learn as much as you can and then go in with an open mind and allow it to be whatever, like it's an opportunity for the guests to explore what it is they want to say or have to say. And watching that process is really interesting as a sideline <laughs> observer. Says Melissa, the
0: woman with the magnifying glass, oh, I could burn the itch. look at them, wow, they're working so hard. Um, <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> what you were just saying reminds me of something we've talked about, you and I have talked about previously. It's hard for me to remember like, have I ever said that on the microphone or has that just been in a train somewhere? Yeah. Um, the idea of, oh, did I just lose the thought too much? See, we, we've also had conversations about, I have too much setup. Just say it. <laughs> I think I set it up so much. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I remember the idea that my ability to prepare for the conversation and have a good conversation may not be this. No, I don't have the idea. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I know The the, the perfect, oh, you mean, okay. I promise I have it this time. (laughs) Round three. Remember when I mentioned early on, imagine you have scheduled going to your friends' house to have a cool conversation. That seems kind of weird. Right. Right. So the person, I think I lost the idea again. The person that I need to be (laughs) to have a great conversation, yes, I have it. That person is not the same person I need to be to be a good host for the people listening. Mm. So the people listening need certain things. You know, they they may need context. They may need whatever. And that is not what two people having a conversation, uh, that's not what that's about. Right. So so there are many, basically every moment of every podcast that I'm recording, I'm torn between usually, like literally I have to choose right now, the thing that I think is right for the people who are listening, like, what should I say? What should I ask? Should I interrupt them? Should I reel them in? Should I let them keep talking? Should I get like all that? Mm Mm-hmm. And what's the thing that's right for the conversation that I'm having with the guest? (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing because sometimes I talk too much. That is, and I don't that that I didn't know that in the beginning. That may have taken like a hundred episodes to figure (laughs) that out. And that's something that I'm looking forward to being aware of going forward. So that's one thing that I would like. I would like to continue to create. I think sometimes I. And better, I have done a better job of creating the good conversation mm-hmm. and less of a job at serving the imaginary people. I imagine there's people like all of you listening, you're, you're behind soundproof glass. So if I look over my shoulder, you can be making gestures like, ask him about the duck, you know, like, <laughs> but you can interact. Um, so I think I could do a better job of serving the people who are listening. Mm-hmm. Without totally wrecking the conversation, right?
1: Well, and that's the difficult balance to find because in 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 some cases it's, oh well, you know, how much setup do I give this question for the guest who's never heard this question before? But I ask this question every episode, so (laughs) my listeners have heard the setup (laughs) a hundred times now. (laughs) Um, They can quote it along with you. So that's there's a
0: bunch of fun stuff that people don't normally hear. we've pretty, I've pretty much got like a shtick that we say to the guests beforehand mm-hmm. and I've learned just how I unpack the three words question before we start recording and that's another I guess that's 2.1 favorite second third thing I love about the podcast is I, I warn them up front and I'm gonna ask you at the end the three <laughs> words to describe your practice
1: and every time and, and I
0: say to them I'm gonna ask you for three words and you're gonna forget you're gonna have forgotten that I warned you and they Almost every time I go, and of course, the phone question, and they get the little look of like, you know, they go, ah, and I go, huh, you know,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then there's that's a lot of what's going on in the pause. I've talked about, and there's there is actually, a, in case you're in case you just went, wait, tell me more about the three words question, there's a whole episode about that where I talk about um, where exactly it comes from and, and why I ask it. So I'm not going to go into that here. I just went, thank you.
1: We'll um, link it in the show notes. There's a whole
0: episode about that. And, and there's a one of the things I don't know if I've ever mentioned is having that on the end um if you've ever have a cool conversation is easy the conversation goes until it ends like somebody has to go to the bathroom you know your mom right. coming to pick you up whatever mm-hmm. the, there's an ending but when you're recording a podcast and it can be between 45 minutes an hour and a half or two hours i'm like whoa we got lots of tape how do you stop Like, how where do, do we, you stop where do we stop yeah. um so that question i still have to decide but it's at least when i decide it's like a turn signal just like turnstile comes on and we're done kind of thing so that mm-hmm. is another advantage to having a fixed ending point um so cool what else we are about 50 some minutes in It'd kind of be nice if we could stick to like an hour and a half what do you want to do in the last half an hour
1: well we haven't gone too too much into until... you
0: want out of the podcast in season five?
1: Ooh, wait to turn my own question back um,
0: <laughs> I don't know much, but I know a couple of tricks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what I want out of the podcast is, well, that's a question we've discussed off mic a whole lot. That's been kind of a on, ongoing out, discussion. Okay,
0: if you're going to bring off if you're going to bring up off mic and you have not yet answered that <laughs>
1: question, <laughs> way to pin me down, Craig.
0: You did it, not me. I, I just asked.
1: <laughs> I think what I want out of season five. I mean, there's like on a personal level, I would love to be able to travel again, and I know we've kind of discussed. Oh, we're totally that. traveling. Yeah,
0: Ooh, we should talk about why video sucks. But yes, going. we'll go
1: into that next. Put a pin in that. <laughs> but for for me, in the professional sense, if you will, I don't know if that's the right word, but in the context of the podcast, I think. One of my specific goals for season five is as the officially guest advocate, being a little bit more or having the ability and intention to be more discerning about who we choose. Because there's been points in time that we've been very specific and discerning, but the way in which we choose the guests is sometimes dictated by, oh, we're going to this city for X amount of time and how many people can we get while we're here? And it's just based on... Geography, so trying to be a little bit more intentional about who and how we choose guests. And one of my original goals when I first came on back in the 20s was most of the guests had been men, and I was like, I want to specifically <laughs> want to interview Change more women. Some of the voice, right? Yeah, um, and I feel like we've been doing a better job balancing that and now. I'm like, okay, I want to be more intentional for season five about specifically seeking out more marginalized and diverse voices, because I feel like we don't necessarily have that quite as much. So I think that's my specific, what I want to do on the professional side of things.
0: But that, okay. So I mean that legit mad props. Yes, please. Where do I sign that check? Um, (laughs) But what, what do you get out of it?
1: I mean, what do you want to get out of it? What do I want to get out of it? Well, part of the wanting to travel again is if you are kind of unaware of where I fit into all of this, (laughs) a little context. So I do the setup behind the scenes to talk with the guests, and I also go along. Uh, in many cases, on the actual interview, so I'm sitting there. I'm the person you don't hear off mic, sitting there taking notes. I'm like looking things up, and as as we're discussing things, and like you know, making sure that everything's working, making sure you know everything's going smoothly.
0: There's a bit of tech that it's nice to have a second pair of eyes. Like, yo, bro, it's not working right, and things like that. That's one, super. The useful.
1: one I missed.
0: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get back to him.
1: So. For me, that's the ability to kind of access and be the fly on the wall. And I also get to listen to them multiple times and get paid to do that, which, hello, the dream, (laughs) living the dream over here. So not only am I. Oh, you work for free? (laughs) Please
0: stop working for free, people. If you're doing something for free, please stop that. You you need to make people pay you what you are worth. Yeah. My, My soapbox. How did this soapbox get under my feet again? Damn it. Scoot that soapbox.
1: <laughs> My turn.
0: Like so you're looking forward to traveling. Yeah, and-
1: traveling and meeting the like being able to actually meet the guests and spend time with them, and that kind of loops back to the guest experience yeah. of setting up that space and being able to actually be there for me on a personal level is really cool because it's people that I also probably wouldn't necessarily have access to. And if you were you know, going around just trying to have conversations with people,
0: <laughs> you don't really friend, need you know? somebody like, to
1: bring notes, right? So I get free access to kind of be the person glomming onto the conversation and fly on the wall. Hmm. And I get that, the personal benefit of literally sitting down and listening to it and reflecting on it a lot and getting paid to do so. So, like, how awesome is that?
0: <laughs> no, that would be for you to say. Which sounds like you think it's pretty awesome. Cool. <laughs> what else? Want to talk about video? Um, yeah, let's video. hop into
1: the video. And I
0: don't just mean, like, Zoom exhaustion video was lousy. Yeah, it's not as good as in person. It's bringing video into the party wrecks it. So, if... Um, I was going to say, if we were being videotaped, if Melissa realized she was being videotaped, it, <laughs> she, it, it wrecks <laughs> oh, everything. No. Like, oh no, I've been picking my nose the whole time. Or, you know, I didn't put socks on or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the guests... That's actually one of their first questions. Usually, yeah,
1: um, we we say that up front <laughs>
0: from the very beginning. We don't no, we don't do any video. We don't record them. And I, maybe we should talk a little bit about how, what we've been doing in the pandemic. Yeah, um, but generally, we tell the guests up front audio only. And then, I mean, I how many times have we had like the guest open the door and like you know they, they usually offer us a cup of tea or something. And I start setting down a you know forty pound bag of stuff, and they're like, "There is there video?" You know, and I'm like, "No, there's no video." And they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, good," you know, because like people, everybody is almost everybody is self conscious and. It's one thing, like when I give you a set of headphones and and you right. go like, there's this, whoa, you know, like the, <laughs> they all get startled unless they've done it before by the audio. That's one thing. But it's another to know that if you shed a tear, well, I mean, people can hear that you're crying, but if you shed a tear and now well, they saw it, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the video is, it's not actually as I, in my opinion, it's not as personal as audio is. But it suddenly changes the kind of conversation I'm able to create. So remember I said, I'm supposed to be here both as a conversation partner and as the person, you know, the interviewer, the person driving the the conversation, the guide, the person serving the 150 or thousands of people. In some cases, people who are listening, we bring a video camera to this. Oh, it gets even harder. Um, Mm -hmm. So we tried. We actually, there is one single podcast that was videoed in person, I'm not yes. going to say who, the, obviously the guest knows who it is, and the video is not even worth, it's like, no, nah, I'm not going to, no. And video is also really hard. To do video, I absolutely would need another body, and then yeah. now we're a three-person team at least, and the gear isn't so much bigger, but then oh, there's lighting, but and then there's, there's power.
1: But there's, power
0: there's a that. lot more production Yeah, and the post-production is bonkers. Oof. Serving it, you know, like running a video server and stuff, Vimeo or whatever is easy, but now you got post-production editing and all this stuff. So right. I love that we can capture the conversation mm-hmm. and I can do it with what fits in a carry-on bag.
1: Yeah. I also think it's the level of vulnerability changes because... I mean as someone on mic right now I'm not thinking about what I look like. I could look like a complete idiot and it wouldn't <laughs> matter. I could be waving my arms around and I I mean I am. But that's one less thing I need to think about so all of my brain is now on not sounding like an idiot and making sure I, you know, know what I'm saying and you it's decide actually, whether it's working. But
0: It's actually pretty surprising how good people are at sounding natural and comfortable. But like if you ask them to do something, like have a conversation or teach a class, the visual part of it is really hard. People yeah. like actually discover they really are spastic. It's,
1: it's a separate learned skill. Yeah, and it, did, it is learned. It's
0: is more natural, I think. So it mm-hmm. is easier for somebody who hasn't been um, interviewed mm-hmm. or been in a recorded situation before. It's easier to just plop them down and yeah. give them headphones and a microphone. It's easier for them to do well.
1: I think it goes back to also the amount of organic ness that we can create, like we talked about, organically having a conversation that is set up, yeah, and the video just makes it
0: yeah. nearly on impossible. <laughs> yes. there's there's also something we said for like we're using mic stands here for this recording, and I use them with the guests just because if you if you touch the mic, like. <laughs> What episode had the beatboxing in it? seventy eight? Yes, that's the good beginning job. of this season. Well, that's because it's the beginning of the season. It has <laughs> actual beatboxing in it. Go listen to seventy eight um, but we're using mic stands because giving somebody who hasn't learned to use a microphone, now we're back into the oh no, you can do this mm-hmm. wrong, and you can make my my job a nightmare afterwards. Right. Um, so we do need to give them mic stands right. And, and
1: I admit I was surprised as well the first time whenever that was that I got recorded, like, it really does improve your posture, which is like the unconscious mm, yeah. and how it sounds like. There's there's a lot of reasons that Mike stands are better.
0: Yeah, so cool. Yeah, so we we started recording um, in uh, well, what year is it? Twenty one in the beginning of twenty twenty. Um, we had a bunch of episodes that were recorded. Yes. <clears throat> so our plan was like, all right, let's just see what's going to happen with COVID-19 and how travel and everything's going to play out. So we had the luxury, like movers mindset, had the luxury of just be like, okay, we're going to just wait. Yeah. So that's what we did for most of the year. But while we're waiting, remember the discussion about Craig can always oh, like learn to say no. So I said, "Hey, I feel <laughs> bored. Let's start." So we started recording video conversations and mm-hmm. and I had already been doing a zillion Zoom calls for podcasting uh, courses, people learning the podcast. And I was like started, all right. So Mm -hmm. uh, then I actually was doing them cold. Like I would know the person's name and I would actually put it on a post-it note so that I could remember who I was talking to. (laughs) But I would literally do them completely cold and just to like practice. And so the more recent episodes in this season, in season four, have been the audio pulled out of the video conversations. The video conversations are awesome. They're they're on, you can go on the forum. Uh, We should talk about that too. You can go on the forum Mm -hmm. and watch the video conversations. But I think that they're different. And I don't just mean different, like I didn't do a great job or different, like I didn't ask them the three words question or they're limited to 45 minutes artificially because I was setting up, you know, a constraint. The audio is different. Because the guests know that we can see them. Like they know and this was, you know, told them we told them up front we're gonna record the video. Mm -hmm. They know it's a visually recorded conversation. So as a challenge, see if you can figure out you could just cheat and go to the forum and look for the ones that have video.
1: But that's lame, don't do that.
0: But see if you can figure out which of the more recent episodes in this season were recorded, I probably say it at the front now that I think about it, which were recorded and the audio is pulled off the video. I think they sound different. I think the guests mm-hmm. don't sound as comfortable. I think they sound a little more nervous. Part of that has got to be, I had very little, we, we do spend right. time with them on the call beforehand, but you have limited setup.
1: Mm-hmm. I think the other thing with that is we have the ability with the video and that's it's tough because I really like the fact that we can do virtual things because now we're getting people like, yes uh, can, we're a lot I'll less limited. We do with somebody in New Zealand. <laughs> right. So we can, oh, like there's one person in Singapore. We can get that person and not have to like, it's really hard when there's only one person in one place. Not that there's ever only one, but the um it's much easier to like access people. But at the same time, because it's hard to access them, there's less contact ahead of time. Whereas mm-hmm. it's like you're, we talked about when it takes you years to actually sit down with a person, you've had a lot of interactions and discussions unrelated to, you know, that conversation that have happened over the years. Like you've built some kind of relationship and rapport. And when you're doing the virtuals, you don't have the ability to do that. And even trying to artificially create it is really difficult. And, you know, it's just one of the limitations. So there's like the access that it opens up, but there's limitations to the quality. Yeah.
0: My personal thing for season five is let's not do any of those. Like I would like, I still have people I want to get. Then we had to figure out how to get enough people and enough funding to get to Australia or Singapore or work out because some of the people that I've been thinking about that we took a long time, worked really hard to interview. We didn't interview them like in their home court. We mm-hmm. you know caught up with them at a third place where we managed to be there at the same time. So. Um, I just think it's worth doing that part of it in part, like doing, doing the in person, words into sentences, but doing them in person is such a critical part of the movers Mm -hmm. mindset, uh, the experience, like the thing that we do when we record them. That's so critical that recording them virtually is a completely different thing. I mean, like maybe we should spin up. no maybe we should sp- <laughs> i just did it there was an i was like, maybe we should spin up because this would be easy we'll spin up a whole different podcast which is a video only of you know vlog vodcasting and we will just that's actually a word i did not coin that um, and and do it and, no no say it with me now
1: no. no no no
0: um so yeah i mentioned the forum a couple of times uh if you don't know what the forum is seriously um so everything that we create for Movers Mindset is available for free. There isn't anything that we keep back all the way back to episode one. They're all available on the forum. Just go to moversmindset.com slash forum. will get you to where you need to go. And you don't, even, you don't even need to make an account. You can just like lurk all over the place, um, all of the audio players. So um, sometimes I think it's easier... To go listen to one episode rather than have to find it in your podcast player and like add episode seven, so you can just go to the forum, search by name of guest, find mm-hmm. their episode. Oh, it's in video. Hit play, um, and the show notes are all there. Um, we started doing show notes in the fifties and
1: fifty seven, I think.
0: There's a lot of you can do archaeology. Just like go backwards to like, oh look, here's <laughs> when they started doing this. Oh look, they started making quotes. Oh, like <laughs> you can go backwards all the way to the beginning. Um, so that's, uh, and there's other stuff in the forum too. We do, uh, we do, uh, we've been, you know, we're like on like 20 of them or something. It's like half a year. We've been doing the campfires. So we get together on, uh, at the moment it's Thursday mornings. We get together once a week for half an hour and we do like this. We like co not like we co-edit a Google doc Mm -hmm. and it's a combination of like chat and interesting things that have caught our eye. Sometimes it's previous guests. Like we see guests do something, we'll share a link to it and then. Usually we try every week to find one previous guest and I grab their <clears throat> their forum topic and I pin it to the top of the site so people are like what episode twelve like they've so I think this week we pinned I won't name drop but we pin somebody for each one uh, so that's a chance to like get mm-hmm. a little bit more behind the scenes see what we're talking about and it's like in a of course it's on the forum as a thing yep um, so that would definitely be something to look at we don't really have I mean we're on Instagram and Facebook so that you can find us to realize that we're not on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> really you can tag us, place.
1: but uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's about it. Yeah, we're there.
0: It. I do see it occasionally, but it, we're not, um, it comes back to, you know, it's like uh, you walk into the McDonald's, not that i ever read a McDonald's, walk in the McDonald's, I have $3. What do you want? Well, I'm not going to buy the apple pie, because I really need to eat real food. You know, like I only have so much time, I only have so many resources, so I have a lot of conversations with myself and other people, like, what do we want to create? And like, I would rather fly to San Diego. There's like six people in San Diego are like, yeah, come on up, bro. We got interviews to do. I'm like, okay, so all I need is plane tickets and I'd rather do that um, than, you know, have spent six months making Instagram videos or Mm -hmm. whatever. Is Instagram great? Yes, you can do great things with it. But is that what I want Mm -hmm. to happen after I have the cool conversation? It's not high enough on my list.
1: Yeah, there's there's the personal value too and that's the the pruning like yeah. there's not enough value for us and what we're trying to do. My realize Instagram is such a visual medium and we <laughs>
0: Wasn't I just saying we don't record video right, right. now. Right,
1: exactly. we we're a very audio centric medium. Yeah. When somebody creates the podcast version of Instagram, we still won't be on it because we'll be on the forum. No, but that
0: that exists. It does. It's Clubhouse. Yes, they, oh, they invented man. that thing. Um, and I was just like, yeah, whatever. And I mean,
1: like man. I said, we're still not on it. So <laughs> check out the Movers Mindset Forum. That's yeah. where uh, everything is.
0: So, I think talked about video. We talked about trimming. Mm-hmm. We talked about what we want to do for season five.
1: I guess the other question I had about season five, not necessarily what we want to do, but also this is just like a fun kind of off-the-cuff question. So if you could project... Well, Changes right, so everything everything is constantly changing. What is one thing you expect to change and one thing <laughs> you laughing. don't expect to change?
0: Because you said everything is constantly changing, and people listening went, Yes, one can never step in the same river twice because the river, she no, she means I'm constantly changing things, <laughs> not, not the biggest yes. philosophical,
1: yeah. So just what? you know,
0: <sighs> for fun, um,
1: when we get to episode 200, we'll look back at this and go, Haha, we were so wrong.
0: Um, I Okay, I think I need to get over, I'm not quite sure what to call this. I need to get over the fear which causes me to publish weekly. That might sound wacky. So I have like this fear that if I don't publish on Wednesday morning at 10 a.m., that like you know, I missed one, like, you know, let me know do next right, week. And right. then all of a sudden, like seven weeks go by and I'm like, hey, I wanted to be doing these <laughs> koi. Losing so the
1: momentum. I
0: think I need to figure out how to get over that fear because the other side of that means if I'm publishing every week, I have to be recording something every week, which means, I don't want to say I go for low-hanging fruit because I'm telling you, none of the guests are low-hanging fruit. They're all awesome people with mm-hmm. awesome things to say. In fact, that's kind of a fun challenge. Sometimes I want to go to an event, set up a tent, and challenge people to like send somebody in that I can't, I mean, now if you're going to be malicious, no, you're disqualified, but like send somebody in that I can't have a good conversation with. Like, cause everybody has mm-hmm. interesting things to say is that's what it means to be human backing out the fear of pub of not of like failing to publish every week. I think I need to get over that because that puts pressure on us to find people. And then it's like, Oh, I'm going to get, Oh shoot. Who's going to be in May. Oh, and then we're like, we wind up, Kind of going for maybe an easier guest. One we really should do is like not publish for two mm-hmm. weeks, so we have time to go to San Diego and get those six, and then come back and then hear six episodes. Like, what would happen if we just put them out whenever we were ready? Because once they're out, like who like the date on them is irrelevant, right? Which uh, I think a lot of uh, I'm sure the majority of the listens are people who are interested in the not me but the guest, and they find you know episode whatever, and and they search mm-hmm. it, they find it wherever they find it, and they play it. So that's what they call evergreen content. Um, so it doesn't matter that I put that out on a Wednesday at 10 a.m. on a particular it doesn't matter. So I think that's a big thing for me is to get over the fear. I know how to do it. The way to get over the fear is to basically look at it and go, okay, when it comes down to brass tacks, what do I have to have? I have to have another human being like opposite me for the conversation. Right. It has to be in person. I have to have this equipment. It doesn't have to be Wednesday at 10 a.m. Like I have so that's one thing for me. Is I need to get over that. It scares me because I know what happens when I'm not on a schedule. And then mm. it just becomes like, there's a great scene in the, in the remake Battlestar Galactica series where they wind up, like they defeat the Cylons at one point. And there's like this multi-year thing. And, and one of the main characters who was always like in super ripped shape, he, he winds up just like like out of shape and he's been like drinking beer. And, and it was because he had nothing to work on. It's a, right. it's a terrible story, Craig. It <laughs> actually really is part of the series. BSG is awesome, by the way. But anyway, he... He just like had nothing to focus his energies on. So he's like, there's not,
1: when there's not a specific goal and a specific.
0: So I have to get over that fear. I believe it would really be better for the whole project if I got over that, because then it would literally be, what do we want to create? And there'd be no factoring in. Yeah, but it has to be done by Tuesday so we can publish it on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So that's one fear that I need to get over. I don't know if I can do that, but I'll try. Um, and the other one is the fear of the project ending before I'm ready. So I I, I just check my feet. There's no soapbox. Let's see if we can <laughs> keep it that way. Um, the project is nowhere near free to operate. Um, I'm not going to mention numbers, but it is absolutely nowhere near being anywhere laughably close to being self-supported by the people who support us on Patreon. We have a Patreon. People could support us on Patreon.
1: Shout out to those who do.
0: Yes. Shout out to the people, the really cool people who do actually support us. Anyway, I don't want to get on a soapbox about that because I don't want I don't want to like hold money over movers mindset's head. Like, right. oh it's not making money so we gotta turn it off. But I do recognize that I'm not gonna live forever. <laughs> And like, you know, we just had a good example of not being able to travel for a year so far. Like i still, mm-hmm. I mean, now we can kind of travel and, you know, vaccines and okay, but learned a really good lesson about travel. I mean, I already was already thankful for travel, but we all got a big reminder about that. Yeah. So I'm really cognizant of like, this is a privilege to be able to do this, to have the resources, yes. to have people who can spend time doing it. Um, so that's the other thing. Is uh, I need to like I need to like sit with that. Like there will like what if there's no episode one hundred and one? Ooh, <laughs> like
1: throws off. <laughs>
0: to be completely honest, we haven't yet recorded one hundred and one, so there isn't at this instant there is not True. yet a one hundred and one. So True. like at some point it has to end. Uh, so those are probably the two big things for like Craig's personal growth is get over the fear of that publishing and, mm. and, and like start to sit with what would the end look like. Yeah. How about you? Big goals for season five. I mean we kinda of talked about that a little bit, like what do you want to see for it? But Yeah. What's scary about see like what should you what should you or we do for season five that scares the expletive out of you?
1: Well, I I guess the idea of only in person interviews stresses me out. <laughs> not because and it's not like COVID scared necessarily. It's just it's so much harder as and unfathomably Maybe like I cannot express 2020. Now
0: get back to work.
1: <laughs> well and it's tough because it's hard enough even when there's not a global pandemic to create that space find the time schedule people in make it happen like getting all those moving pieces together and just having a global pandemic is so many extra layers to that and it's like okay so even if we're able to travel are people going to be willing to come Meet up with us and a lot of our episodes, like most any pretty much all of the ones I believe in 2020 that were in person, most of them were recorded outdoors and, you know, with masks, all of that stuff, because, you know, yeah. We're still operating by the same set of rules that everybody else is. So, the idea, especially as the person having to set that up, is like, oh, that's kind of stressful because it's like that takes but so much didn't longer. If it did have to
0: be one for every week, then it becomes, yeah. uh, how do we create the thing that we should be creating as opposed to get it done right. on time? Um,
1: that also lets us kind of have more time, like with. The guests, as we've Mm -hmm. talked about, like having that experience and value. How
0: excited will the guests be to have a great conversation?
1: After all, after
0: being locked down, so (laughs) I'm also like, oh, this is gonna be good. Yeah. Um, You know the people who are really into parkour who listen. You know, you haven't been to your favorite parkour event because they didn't even have it last year.
1: We may not this year, depending Uh, on what time of year.
0: How cool is it going to be the next time you get to go to Beast Coast or the next time you get to go to Every for Every Move? Like. Right. There's something to be said for absence makes the heart grow fonder. You know, it's so true. You're, you're, you don't
1: appreciate. You know, wait. well, even
0: if you did appreciate, it, I pretty much think I appreciate it. But now true. I'm like, this is gonna be awesome. You know, like so. And then, of course, the other side is there will be a last jump that you do or there will be the last time you pick up your grandkids or I don't want to get all like, oh, mopey and depressing. Oh, but that's another thing to reflect about mm-hmm. is like I reflect about that all the time. Like there are countless times. Well, it's some number less than 100 countless times where we've come out of a location where we recorded with a guest and I'm like, I wait around the corner and I'm like. Oh my God, that was completely amazing. You know, like, but I Mm -hmm. I try to do that out of sight because people, I mean, they know I'm weird, but (laughs) like, like, that guy's a whack job. So I try to do that out of sight, but there is, I try to remind myself of that. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, that was awesome. Yes, please. Right. And looking forward to getting back to that.
1: Yeah. Well, the other thing is like, none of, nothing is promised. And the Mm -hmm. fact, like, I think it's, it is really important what we do in the sense of we're creating artifacts and we're immortalizing. Oh, we didn't talk about yeah, the thing didn't.
0: about, we didn't talk about um, part of the way, and we don't have time for this, but part of the way, <laughs> sorry, here's the best part, <laughs> over. Part of the way that we decide, it's not that we like, oh, we don't want to talk to you, but part of what we look at is not just does the person have something interesting to say, but have they been heard? And yes. you had mentioned trying to get even an even wider array of voices, you mm-hmm. know, conceptual voices on the show. And, that's important. I think that's really yeah. important. So like that's, well, that's something for me to get back to work.
1: Well, and one of my like favorite episodes, and I mentioned this in episode fifty as well, is episode thirty-nine with Teresa Vasquez-Dodaro because she was like someone who trained who like is just yeah. a random person. She's not like awesome famous. Yes. Yeah. And it was a great, great conversation and I think really valuable and Having that platform and kind of talking to people who aren't who don't already have a platform is a big part of what we do, and being able to allow others to hear that and give them a space. Was that the first episode express. that you sat in
0: on? I think that was. We got up. That may have been. We got actually. up at the place where we were crashing, where we were parkour mm-hmm. flooring, and then trudged, you know, trudged through the cold, and then yeah, because yeah. I'm just thinking like. Eh. I mean, that was a great conversation, but you, you may also be colored by the fact that that was the first time we have ever seen how it works. And I don't That's mean true. like, I'm awesome. I mean, it's it's kind of amazing when you see how quickly two people like Teresa and I, how quickly you can just have a conversation mm-hmm. if both people are, are open-hearted about it and honest and interested and curious. And
1: yeah, authentic.
0: Was, I've often thought, no, I've often thought <laughs> that we should try to figure out how to do like an intern thing where we like bring... Now, I'm not going to bring the intern with me, but wherever I'm going, we could totally find a local community member, either somebody who wants to be in radio or a college student or a parkour student or something. And, like, you know, we scoop them up first, right. show up with three people instead of two. It wouldn't wreck everything. And bring somebody along in front of them. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I don't need another project. Okay. Um, <laughs> as much as we could ramble for days, we had a conversation, you and I, before we started. How mm-hmm. do we stop? <laughs> how do we stop? <laughs> we this, don't have the three recording?
1: words for this one. So
0: we're not going to do three words. Uh, we both have said, I don't know if you'd ever be able to find Melissa's three words. That was a written thing from like 2015. It
1: might not be accessible anymore.
0: Well, I'm actually the, the way, way back machine would definitely have it. I think oh, that's, that's internet.org. You could look it up. Anyway, <laughs> um, my three words are well known, I hope. So I thought what we would try and stop on would be to ask you, the listener, we spent a lot of time today talking about what Craig wants for season five and what Melissa wants for season five. And I'm going to say, what do you want for season five? But I want you to be specific. I want you to be like, you need to go interview this person. See, because I don't know everybody and Melissa Mm -hmm. doesn't know everybody and you know somebody and I want somebody that you know what they have to say so that you're like, Oh, this person, this voice, this story, this, whatever this needs to be heard by more people like us. I need to know where that person is. So there's probably three or four people listening. So if one or two of you would send me a suggestion, that'd be awesome. Um, the easy way to do it is just go to the forum and post it as a topic, or you can email team at moversmindset.com. Either of those would be great. And don't just, if you just say, go interview John Smith, I'd be like, no, but tell me like you need to talk to this person because, and, ex- and like mm-hmm. basically convince me why well, I have to interview them. Um, this is an have,
1: elevator pitch.
0: Yeah, I have. Well, or well, you you can write a wall of text. Um, <laughs> have microphones, will travel, kind of thing. So I think you have to go place them. We'll leave it out there as yeah. like a hey, it's open. Uh, if you're listening to this episode and we're on episode 499, the offer stands. That's the best way that we find people to talk to. Is yes. we ask the guests who not who do you think we should talk to, but who do you want to hear mm-hmm. go through the experience that you just went through. Um, and that is like infinitely awesome. So mm-hmm. that would be my ask for the audience to be like, tell me who you want to hear so I know who to go talk to. Cool beans. Yeah. Um, 100. Yeah. On one hand, it's a giant letdown. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like there should have been cake or something. I but, you know, I need cake. Oh, like I need you a whole
1: I brought some over. <laughs>
0: I do not need cake. That goes against my other project. All right. I think we'll just leave it at that and say thanks for uh, a ton of effort, Melissa, over season four, season three, season two. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Bye. Thanks.